welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Car Nobody, and this is another episode of the Sports Car Nobody podcast. Today, I am recording a little bit early, trying to get this out before I have to go to work on a random Monday. I have to go in, but I am truly, truly excited because, A, my main topic today is going to be recapping my very first time ever setting up at a card show with my friend Rob Gerard, the sports car therapist, and I will be announcing the three winners for those that participated in my GOAT Royal Rumble. I will go over all the details of that. I am super excited. I've got three people who will be taking home a brand new hobby box. I'll announce those names in just a little bit. All right, before we get to that, though, I have to take a moment of silence. So please, with me, take a moment of silence. The 49ers are out of the playoffs and it was ugly the second drive of the game Brock Purdy hurts his elbow I think he's got a UCL injury might need Tommy John at this point uh who knows but man the rookie that came out of nowhere won seven straight games looked absolutely phenomenal I think got to throw two or three passes before getting knocked out of the NFC championship game and the 49ers had to go with Josh Johnson as the guy the guy who Josh Johnson's like his 78th team Looked like he was on his 78th team. I don't know what to say. You go out there with your fourth quarterback, who also ended up getting hurt. Brock Purdy had to come back in, who could not throw the ball. It was just a brutal, brutal affair. Literally, by the end of the second drive, I had said, well, that's the game. Not a whole lot left to invest in this. And that was pretty much uh, accurate. Outside of one miraculous, incredible, insane run by Christian McCaffrey, the Niners couldn't score more than the one touchdown. Little by little, the Eagles were able to just eventually completely take over the game. Too many mistakes by the 49ers part, clearly playing desperate, playing aggressive, trying to make something happen on the defensive side, cause a lot of penalties. It was just ugly. (sighs) So the 49ers, once again, falling short in the NFC Championship game. But man, what a year. What a fun year. I am so pumped I got to root for Christian McCaffrey all season. I'm so pumped to see that this kid, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, came out of nowhere, took the league by storm. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't know if he's going to be the starter or what, but I'm excited to see what is going to happen. But nonetheless, the Super Bowl is set. We've got the Eagles facing the Chiefs. Something about this Chiefs team Feels like they are the team to beat. I think the Eagles will probably be the underdogs, although I don't think by much. The Eagles are still, uh, I mean, they got a really good defense. They get after the quarterback, and if they can get after Mahomes, it could absolutely sway this game. But, man, it just feels like after, uh, I don't know, this, this will be Mahomes' third Super Bowl appearance. He is the guy that is supposed to be the the, the new generation of the face of the NFL. If he's going to be, I think he's going to have to win this one. It feels like this is the Chiefs game to lose, but we'll see. We will see. He was playing hurt in that last game, and if he is hurt against that Eagles defense, uh, I don't know if that's going to work out too well for them. But we are going to find out in two weeks. Super Bowl is set. (sighs) I don't know. I might be too salty to watch, though. We'll see. I'm just kidding. I always watch the Super Bowl. Come on. All right. What else is going on? Uh, Royal Rumble, the real, the real Royal Rumble took place this Saturday and it was one hell of a show. I, you know, I, I know I talk a lot of wrestling on this show and, uh, for on a sports card show might not resonate with everybody, but whatever I can talk the NFC championship game and I can talk the Royal Rumble. 
because uh, it was it was really a hell of a show. The, the men's Royal Rumble was phenomenal, if not a little too predictable. I got to be honest. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. Spoiler, if you hadn't watched, but by now you should know. Everybody expected it for months and months now, pretty much since he since he got hurt. I think the minute he uh, he tore his pack, everybody said, oh, there's our Royal Rumble winner. And sure enough, he uh, made his return, announced he was going to be an entrant in the Royal Rumble, came in. I think it yeah, he was the number 30 entrant and it was came down to him and Gunther and a really excellent back and forth. But it did end the way we all expected for better or for worse. I mean, you watch enough wrestling, it gets predictable, and sometimes predictable isn't bad. Sometimes telling the right story, when even when you know it's coming, is what you should do. But, uh, I don't know. It did feel a little a little hollow, knowing for months and months, but I got, but still. I mean, the show was just great. That Or that match was fantastic. There were so many incredible moments. Brock Lesnar came back and got eliminated pretty quickly. Who saw that coming? Little feud with him and Bobby Lashley going down. Uh, really fun Baron Corbin moment where he didn't even get into the ring, got F5'd, got into the ring, then Seth Rollins knocked him out. God, I love the Royal Rumble. There's so, you just, there's so much that happens in the course of that hour or whatever it is of the match. It's just chaos, pure chaos, and it's a blast. Um, on the women's side, that was... It wasn't as good of an overall match, but I liked the ending a lot better. I thought they did a fantastic job. Rhea Ripley winning that, especially her and Liv Morgan being the first two into the match came down to them being the last two in the match. And the way they finished it was pretty cool with Asuka with that brand new clown paint just looked freaking fantastic. Man, Asuka might be headed towards a run that we haven't seen out of her yet in the WWE and she's already had some pretty great runs. So I don't know. She, she made quite a splash with that, with that new look, with that new attitude. I can't wait to see what she's doing. Um, but it came down to her and the other two Rhea and Liv is the final three. Oscar went for the old missed, you know, missed job hit Liv and you know, blinded her. She's blinded on the apron then gets basically Frankenstein it off. God, it was so good. Really excellent job. I've got to give those three all the credit in the world, and especially Rhea and Liv, to go through the entire match and, and finish it the way they did. Uh, the Bray Wyatt match was, in my opinion, a pretty big letdown, though. It's probably the only dud of the night, I think. It was, I don't know. I'm re- I am I love Bray Wyatt. I love the Fiend character. I can't, I'm always excited to see what he's going to do. But I think I'm ready for this story to really start to progress. And the ending with Howdy was, I don't know. A little meh, I guess, for me. Whatever. But listen, the real story of the night, though, Roman Reigns going against Kevin Owens. He had Sami Zayn by his side and uh, the wise man, Paul Heyman, on the the ringside as well. Ultimately, uh, Roman Reigns uh, was victorious over Kevin Owens, proceeded to do the bloodline beatdown. The Usos came down handcuffed KO to the ropes. They're just smashing him over and over. Roman brings out the chair and says, Sammy, you got to finish him off. And what does Sammy do? Goes oh, good old Bobby Thompson on him with a shot heard around the world. Chair shot to the back of Roman's, uh, to Roman's back. Crowd went nuts. Of course, the Usos turned on him then, except for Jay. little interesting wrinkle there where Jay didn't uh, partake in the Sammy beatdown and instead walked away. And we got a massive, massive uh, 
San Antonio chant of uh, F you Roman. I think this is the most heat Roman's gotten since he was a baby face, which is hilarious when you really think about it. It's cool to see him being given the true heel treatment after this run that he's had. Because it's always odd when a heel is getting cheered as much as he has been. So nice to see the crowd really buying in and just embracing Sammy's story so much. I can't wait to see where that goes. Sammy's got to take the belts off him, right? Has to be. I know Cody won the Rumble, but you can't you can't just give Sammy the tag titles now, right? I don't know. Anyway, that's my WWE Royal Rumble recap. What a show. What a... Oh, man, it was a fantastic show. Huge credit to the uh, to the Federation there, or the, the Entertainment Federation, whatever it's called. Now, <laughs> WWE putting on one hell of a show. The Royal Rumble uh, very rarely disappoints, and it did not this year either. But, all right, why don't we move on? Why don't we talk about my Twitter Royal Rumble, my Instagram Royal Rumble, the social media GOAT Royal Rumble I've been running all this month here in January. Let's get to that because, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Starting way back in January 3rd, I think, I started the GOAT Royal Rumble. I used um, the advice of a lot of different wrestling fans, people who have been all different ages, trying to uh, determine who the, the greatest 30 wrestlers, professional wrestlers of all time might be. Put them in this day by day. I started with four. I would reveal a new one and eliminate one based on the votes that you all were giving me. And after basically a month's worth of this, uh, the the morning of the, the actual Royal Rumble, maybe it was probably the afternoon by the time I was able to do it because I was at the card show, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I was able to announce that the greatest wrestler of all time, the greatest male singles wrestler of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Any Anybody shocked out there? I'm not. Uh, the, there were a couple real big surprises throughout the whole uh, the whole event, though. I was surprised Hogan went out as early as he did. He went out about, I really thought it would come down to Hogan and Austin, in my opinion. I've always said it's, it's Hogan and Austin as one and two, and then there's a gap before you start talking three and down. And I can hear the argument if you want to say Austin's one and Hogan's two. In my opinion, it goes Hogan first. I really thought he would make it a little bit further, but... I think he's uh, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I think some people or a lot of people now look at his actual work rate and hold that against him for, you know, better or for worse. You know, I think that's fair. But still, Hogan, to me, changed the game twice, twice, basically created what professional wrestling would become in the 80s, helped revolutionize everything in the late 90s. Yeah, I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, My boy, Brett. My boy Brett went out, I think, around 8th. I think he made it to top 10 um, before he got eliminated. Bummed about that. What are you going to do? And actually, the final two came down to the Rock and Stone Cold, which is pretty appropriate. I mean, it was clear that we had a very Attitude Era heavy, um, I guess, voting pool. My demographic is probably, you know, that's probably where I, I land. And sure enough, the Rock and Austin, who had legendary feud, it came down to them, and it really wasn't close, though. The votes were really heavy for Austin. And that, I could see it coming for a couple of days, actually. You know, I could see, you know, everybody can. All the votes are on Twitter, although, except for the replies on Instagram. For the most part, you can get a sense of it. And Austin was just not getting any votes to get eliminated pretty much any day. You know, every single day that he came, he would get maybe one or two. Um, so I would have been shocked if it had gone a different way based on what I had been seeing. But nope. The rattlesnake, the Texas rattlesnake. He's the one. He's the GOAT, the greatest wrestler of all time. I would love, 
Love to hear what you think about that. Anybody who listens to this who may not have paid attention to the social media aspect, if you are a wrestling fan, what do you think about that, uh, about Austin taking it down? Is he the greatest of all time? Was it an upset? Let me know. You can find me at SportsCardNobody on Twitter. I'm also at or uh, at SportsCardNobody on Instagram and at SportsCardNobody on Twitter. Uh, let me know. That's where the, the whole thing was run. You can even go back and see all of the uh, the past uh, tweets, although all those Instagram stories are gone. You can see how that shaped up. But I'm going to do a little recap. I'm going to do a time lapse of the, the graphic that I was using every day. It'll be kind of cool to see that play through. I'll get that done in the next couple of days, I think. But all right, that's how it went, though. That was the actual the social media GOAT Royal Rumble that I ran. That's the, the results. But I have been doing this and, and also offering a little bit of uh, a little bit of juice on the side for those participating. As you should know, I've been uh, every time you voted, every time you retweeted, every time you shared on Instagram, I was I was tallying next to your name, you know, another entry. And I folks ended up with like 40 entries, maybe I, somewhere around there. I ended up with um, well over 750 entries total, which was really awesome. Really good um, participation in general, but I wanted to make it a little uh, a little worthwhile, you know, to, to try to get a little more interest. And so I said, I've been saying all month, I'm going to give out three WWE Revolution debut edition hobby boxes. And wouldn't you know it, I, I ran it today. I ran it and uh, came up with three names via random.org. And here it is. The first winner, the first one taken down a hobby box is Blaine Thornton. Next up is my guy, Matt Person. And last is Tyler, Dirty Tyler on uh, on Twitter. The three of you have won a box of WWE Revolution, a hobby box. So reach out to me. I talked to, uh, I talked to some of you already anyway, so... Uh, but yeah, reach out to me. You know where to find me on uh, on, Insta- on Instagram and Twitter, on social media, at SportsCardNobody, at SportsCardNobody. Say, hey, I'm the winner. Let's talk addresses and I'll get these shipped out to you. If I don't hear from you guys in the next couple of days, no worries. We talk anyway. I'll reach out and let you know you won. But that's it. That was the GOAT Royal Rumble. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so pumped that you guys had fun with this. There was a lot of really good debates in there. Uh, Rob Gerard had a really funny comment after Austin won talking about the acid attitude era, uh, droogs or whatever he called us, which is, which is true, man. Uh, Andre, the giant got eliminated really early and I kept getting comments about that throughout the month. Um, there was a sore lack of representation, I think for the, uh, the actual old school legends, Vern Gagne, Bruno San Martino, Buddy Rogers, these guys that helped pioneer and change the business. They didn't last too long. Internationally, too, we had uh, Jason Liger. We had the great Muda, who just retired. We had um, uh, Antonio Inoki. These guys also got eliminated pretty early, but I'm thrilled that they were represented anyway, that they were in this. Um, it's cool to get, you know, man, the history of wrestling is rich and deep. You should really, really look into some of the names that were on there. If you weren't familiar. And I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of people say, "Ah, I don't know much about this person. So I'm voting for them really worth going on the old Wikipedia machine or whatever. And just seeing a little bit about what these men helped contribute to this industry that we love so much, but there it is. Blaine Thornton, Matt person, Tyler, dirty Tyler on, on Twitter. You are the three winners. Reach out to me or I'll reach out to you in a couple of days and we'll figure that out. All right. Why don't we get to the main event, though? Why don't we get to the finish of this show, which is a story about my first show? 
as you all know, I, I was invited by Rob Gerard, sports car therapist, um, you know, the uh, pioneer of the Wolfpack. He invited me out to go to Foxwoods Casino here in Casino where uh, Card Vault was putting on their card show. Card Vault is a, is a uh, more of a, a higher-end shop if you're unfamiliar. I mean, they're all over social media. They get a lot of play by a lot of different content creators. They have a shop right outside of Foxborough. They have a shop uh, relatively new that they opened up at the Foxwoods Casino. And they do, I think this is the second year, but don't quote me on that, of doing this card show, the Card Vault card show at Foxwoods. Um, It was fun. I had a lot of fun. This was the first time I was ever going to set up at a show, you know, sitting behind behind the the table, put out some cards. And it, it went pretty much exactly as I expected. So I, I brought a good amount of wrestling stuff. Um, I basically had, you know, the top right sort of corner of the, of the table of the, uh, case that Rob had set up and it was basically all wrestling cards. I brought my Bret Hart gold prism really just to show it off. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. I brought, uh, some different, 2020 finest goals that I thought I'd be okay moving to try to get some money towards uh, some other stuff. And then a very good friend of mine, my buddy, Bobby, he actually hit me up and asked if I wanted some inventory. Now, Bobby collects some high-end football cards and he's got a really, really impressive Patrick Mahomes uh, collection. So he hooked me up with that basically to put in the case, maybe put some eyes on it. And if I moved anything for him, fantastic. Right? So I had that. It was about six or seven Patrick Mahomes cards. Um, ranging anywhere from about, I think, 850 to about $4,000 in that area. So really all stuff that you all know is pretty much out of my price range. But I was really pumped to have that in the case because it was cool having, you know, just a little, mixing it up a little bit. You know, the wrestling stuff that I collect is so niche, you know, it doesn't really have a, a broad appeal. So if I'm going to be set up at a show, it's nice to have something a little more liquid, a little more, you know, just stuff that most people are looking for. And the Mahomes stuff did get a lot of people at least talking, asking about prices and things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, setting up with Rob. Rob, as you all know, or if you don't, um, he's a really big Hulk Hogan fan. He collects Hulk Hogan pretty aggressively, but he also collects Andre the Giant. And so he had a lot of Hogan and Andre the Giant stuff out. And without question, we had the best wrestling um, case at the show. I don't, I walked around a little bit. I was actually a little too busy to really take in the show too much. I actually didn't even get to say hi to some of my friends there as much as I hoped to because of it. But uh, it seemed pretty obvious we had the best wrestling case there. But again, it's kind of niche. It's still cool how many people stop and go, oh, Hulk Hogan, man, that was my favorite wrestler. That was my dad's favorite wrestler. Andre the Giant, check that out. Um, I had... Um, was it J&M sports cards actually, you know, definitely worth checking them out on Instagram. Absolutely a fantastic person. He brought his wife up. I got to meet him at Mohegan Sun, another show, but he brought his wife up and said, ah, oh, she really wanted to see your Bret Hart stuff. She's a really big Bret Hart fan. So it was cool getting to meet them. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk about this now, but another gentleman came up, I think him and his wife, and they were looking at a lot of, uh, a lot of big stuff. You know, they were looking at Rob's. Uh, ultimate collections, LeBron looking at, you know, buying a bunch of things, uh, really, really f- great conversation with them. But he looked at the, at the Bret Hart gold. In fact, it was funny. I was coming back from lunch and I, and, uh, Rob was talking to him and I, he, you know, as he saw me coming around the corner, he made a joke. He said, Oh yeah, that's uh, you know, a hundred bucks. I think I'll let that go for. 
which is nowhere close to what I'm going to let that go for. But I did have a price on it, right? I put a price on all of my stuff just to have it there just in case. Even though you all know this 2022 uh, Prism Gold Brett is probably the premier piece of my collection, that or my Sandy Koufax number to 10 uh, museum collection card. Those are my top two cards. I am so connected to those cards. So when I got there, you know, I, I did take it out of the case so he could see it. And I had the price in the back and he looked at the price and he, he commented on the price. He said, oh, that's what you're looking for. And I said, yeah, but you know what, man, I really don't think I can let this piece go. Uh, but then he, he was having a lot of conversation with Rob about a lot of Rob's stuff. And he was there for a long time. I want to say for like 45 minutes, a lot of talking, a lot of dealing and dealing. He ended up making a, a decent sized purchase from Rob. And at some point he made a comment about the gold prism. And he said, ah, well, that's the only card I really want. And it was funny because while he was there, of course, my wheels started turning in my head. You all know, I, I've been teasing it for a long time, that there is a Bret Hart car that I am hoping to eventually be able to afford. I'm not close to it yet. I've been saving up on my PayPal account little by little. Um, you know, it was sell a card and put that right into the PayPal account. So when I'm ready to make a move, I can make that move. So I was sort of doing the math in my head. You know, he didn't bat an eyelash at the price that I had on there, which is more than I spent on it. You know, it's a price that I put on there almost, you know, I, I don't think I'm asking way too much. I believe that the asking price on this card when I initially started negotiating wasn't that much lower than what I have it at now. I did negotiate it down with a trade and whatnot, but I think that my, my asking price is absolutely fair especially it's a pop two and plus more than anything it's a card i don't really want to move but this gentleman didn't even bat an eyelash at the price you know so it seemed like he might have been a serious buyer um and when he made that comment that that was the one card he really wanted i had sort of started doing the math you know if he buys this from me you know how hard how impossible would it be to get another gold in the future there are 10 of them i know where another psa 10 is I know where another raw one is. So I know where three, you know, 30% of the of the population, of the total population, I know where they're located. So maybe I could try to track one down if I sold it. And I started to do the math with the price. You know, if, if he got close to the asking price, maybe I take that money and then I put it right into the other card. How would that feel? Would that go right? So when he came back and he made that comment, I, I said, listen, are, are you serious? You know, I'm not... I really don't want to sell it, but, and I kind of explained the situation a little bit. And ultimately, I think he could sense, you know, I, I really didn't want to let this piece go. I, I, I don't know. Maybe the asking price was too high for him. I, I'm not sure. We didn't really get into that, that sort of uh, deep of the conversation, but it's just wild how having that extra, whatever it was, half hour, 45 minutes that he was there, really starting to get, get the wheels moving and really almost start to justify moving this car that I'm so, so very proud to own, so very proud to show off. Uh, I'm glad I didn't sell it though. It will be a little bit longer till I can afford the card that I want, but I think I'm okay with that. I mean, slow and steady wins the race. Uh, I think I would be bummed if I sold this and bought the other one and then looked over and didn't have them both. So we'll see what happens. Just, it's weird, man. When you go, go into a card show and having something like that out, some of you probably know this. Some of you have probably set up before, but I never have. So it was weird thinking that I could sell a card like this. That means so much to me, but I did not. So, uh, all right. So beyond that though, yeah, the show went pretty much as I expected. I, I, I sold one card. It was a Stone Cold Steve Austin 2020 Finest Gold. Um, you know, I think I, I 
probably mostly broke even on that card when it was all said and done, made a little bit of profit, but yeah, so I, you know, the wrestling stuff wasn't getting a lot of attention. I did move one of my buddies, Patrick Mahomes cards. It was a silver prism. I believe that I was able to move for him, which was cool. Glad to make a sale for a buddy. Um, but it was a lot, a lot of, um, of shaking hands and kissing babies, which was really what I wanted and what I was hoping for. I got to meet so many people. I saw Scott DeMay. You know, I've talked about him a million times. He runs the Mohegan Sun show, the EC3 show there. Um, he's also Sky Up Signings. There's a lot of big autograph stuff. Super pumped to see him briefly. I got to meet uh, Kevin Cormier, somebody I've been chatting with on uh, Instagram for a long time, somebody who understands that Nolan Ryan is not a top 10 pitcher of all time. It is so nice that sometimes you're surrounded by people who know what they're talking about. So thanks for coming by the booth and having that conversation with me. Oh, man. Do you guys really think Nolan Ryan is the GOAT? How many of you really think that out there? I mean, I know Rob Gerard's got that in his head for some reason, but man, it's wild how much I keep hearing this. Anyway, Nolan Ryan is not a top 10 pitcher of all time. I'd love to hear, those of you that think he is, let's have some conversation because I did get hit up by somebody after the Wolfpack episode about it, which was a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, I love Nolan Ryan, though. Don't get me wrong. I grew up with him. Nolan Ryan was an absolute machine. It's not um, disrespectful to say he's not top 10, though. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's get back to... The show at hand. So yeah, got to meet a lot, you know, just so many people. Um, I also got to see Rob do his thing. You know, he has a lot of stuff, a lot of high end, you know, high price stuff, a lot of vintage, which is not something, you know, that I am yet getting into. So it was cool seeing him sort of work out deals. Um, you know, he sold uh, 33 Babe Ruth Gowdy. He sold some Bill Russell stuff, um, really moved a lot of, a lot of product. And it was cool watching how he negotiates, watching how he, um, you know, makes his offers and counter offers, how he gets around to his pricing, how he handles, um, you know, when somebody's trying to make an offer on something that he's not into. I'm sure he's going to recap all that on his own show, and hopefully I'll be on with him and we can talk about our experience together. But it was awesome getting to see that sort of experienced dealer do their thing. So again, huge thank you to, to Rob for inviting me along and letting me do that because, um, cause that kind of brings me to my next point or my next sort of self question, you know, would I set up again? Would I set up at another show? That's a, that's a tough one for me to answer. The answer, I mean, for sure would be yes. If the, if the uh, situation is right, like this one was getting to set up with somebody else who has stuff in a case already. So I'm not worrying about filling out an entire table with wrestling cars that nobody's going to look at, but uh, in general though, it's tough because unless I took out like $10,000 and bought a, a whole bunch of stuff that I don't intend on keeping just to have inventory, I just don't know that it would be worth the lugging things around, paying for a table, you know, committing a, an entire weekend. I didn't have to commit a weekend for this since I was invited along. I only had to go the one day and do my thing, which was awesome, but committing an entire weekend, to have a case full of wrestling cards and some random baseball cards that nobody wants seems like it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, there is something to it about getting your name out there, especially as a podcast host, you know, trying to get people's ears on the show. Um, there is value to that because for sure, I met a gentleman at the show whose name was Jeremy. 
who had an incredible story about his super collection, who I will be reaching out to. And I told him, I want you on the podcast, man. Come on and talk about this because the level of super collecting that he is doing is something I have not seen before. I have not heard before. And I know some really intense super collectors. So that happens because of the show, right? Getting to meet people, having these conversations, shaking hands and saying, hey, I have a show. You should listen. You should come on. You know, there is something to it for that. I just don't know that that would be worth it if I don't have product to move, if I don't have actual inventory. And I don't know that I want to go out and do that. I want to start buying cards specifically to sell. You know, it's tough. I, I, I'm not yet at the point that I want to be someone who's regularly at a show as a dealer. I still, I'm going to go to Mohegan Sun in February. I think it's the 25th and 26th or 24th and 25th. I don't know if I'll be doing, you know, last time I did the Q&A with the voice actors, there might be an opportunity to do a Q&A again this time around. We'll see. But even if I'm not, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go on the, on the floor and walk the show and say hi to everybody. That's for sure going to happen. But to be on the other side of it is tough. I, I think you, you really got to be into the dealer mentality, I think. And I just don't know that that's me yet or if it ever will be. You know, my initial plan had been to set up with some some other friends, you know, splitting a table at some local show. Maybe I'd still do that because the the cost and commitment is so low that uh, you know, just to kind of spend a day, a Saturday or whatever, saying hi to folks might be fun. We'll see. As of now, it's still not the world that I think I'm I'm ready to, to venture into, but it was a true treat to be there. A huge thank you to Card Vault for putting on that show. It was a good show. The room that they were set up in in Foxwoods was really nice. Um, it was clean, spacious, big. Foot traffic at the beginning seems slow. I don't know what it's like at normal shows. So, you know, go check out Sports Card Therapist. I'm sure his recap will, will cover this with a little more accuracy. But it seemed like it was a little slow to begin. I mean, even the table next to us didn't get, you know, the people didn't show up for really a couple hours into the show. Uh, but then it did start to pick up. It was really busy. I mean, there was almost a point for a couple hours where there was constantly somebody in front of the in front of the um, table there, checking out the cards, having conversations, saying hello, and all those sorts of things. And then it sort of started to taper off a little bit. And I didn't stay till the very end. I had to get home and make dinner for my wife and her friends who were in town from, you know, from out of town. So that was cool, but nonetheless. So I left around 3.30, show went to 5. But the hours that I was there, yeah, it was starting to taper off, it felt like, from the uh, the peak, the peak hours. But I had fun. It was a lot of fun. Card Vault did a nice job. I wish I got to go check out their actual shop in Foxwoods. I don't know when I'll be back that way. It's an hour and a half, basically, for me to take that drive. So probably not going to happen anytime soon. But I had fun. Great job, Card Vault. I'd love to talk with some some folks from Card Vault about it. If you guys want to come on the show, I'll reach out again and see if there's a possibility there. But nonetheless. uh, All right. So... I just want to quickly touch on again. I, I hint or I talked about this in my last week's episode. I want to talk about it again because it, there's traction happening already. Uh, I am taking a, a little bit of a leap of faith here. I, I'm putting myself out there. That's what the last week's episode was all about. But I'm trying something insanely different for me in this hobby, really in anything. But I am going to be putting out a quarterly magazine about the hobby and about collectors. This is going to be starting at the end of March. I've already got people 
uh, signed up to write for this first episode. I am kind of greasing the wheels on getting my first featured collector as the as the um, the cover story. I think the end of this week, I'm going to have a, a meeting that will hopefully confirm or deny the person I'm reaching out to. And depending how that goes, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll lock it down and do the interview there. But really, really excited. This is going to be, I'm, I'm calling it Collectors First because that's what the focus of this is going to be. I want stories that are about the people, about about the collectors behind this hobby or the things that matter to the collectors, you know? Um, you know, I, I'm not doing a price guide. This isn't the Beckett price guide. This isn't the PSA price guide. You know, those magazines are incredible, way better than what this will probably be. But this is going to be super collector centric. The people I've got coming on to write for this first issue are collectors. They're people that care about this hobby and they care more importantly about the people in this hobby. And that's what this is going to be. Maybe that interests you. Maybe it doesn't. But I'm going to start figuring out a way that I'm going to distribute this. I'm, I'm working it all out. I think I might maybe start get collecting some email addresses or whatever it might be. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just build a website and share the link. But at the end of March, the first episode of Collectors First will be coming out. I've got an article that I'm writing for it. Uh, this is going to be really cool. This is going to be so, so special. And I really hope that it, it clicks with some of you out there. Even if one person wants to read it, I would be thrilled and I will hopefully get all four episodes out every couple of months here in 2023. And if it is at all successful, whatever that means, maybe I'll keep doing it in the years beyond. But for now, we're doing a quarterly uh, magazine here in 2023. And I, I really, it might be the most excited I am about anything I've yet to do in this hobby. To get to tackle this, you know, from this perspective with the people so far that have, that have, um, you know, volunteered to come on and be a part of it with me. It's super, super exciting. So ladies and gentlemen, please, please keep an eye and ear out for that. I'll be sharing information as it comes along. Yeah, that's it. I, you know, that's the show. Quick recap, man. The, 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 uh, goat Royal rumble was amazing. Blaine Thornton, Matt person, Tyler, dirty Tyler, reach out to me. Got a, a hobby box for each of you. I might do another version of this, you know, another tournament in the future about something different, maybe baseball or football or sports in general. I, I don't know. I might do that because it was a lot of fun with a lot of great participation. If people liked it, I might do something similar in the future. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Thank you absolutely so much for listening. As always, please like and subscribe and all that sorts of stuff. If, If you can, leave a review at your podcast hub of choice. I would love five stars, but whatever you think I'm worth, please send them my way. But more than anything, if you want to help the show... Please share this, share this with friends, share this with family, share this with anybody you think might care about anything I have to say here. Have a good day.